What do I do now? I have felt those words. If you are an executive director or a board member that is trying to rebuild or start a new nonprofit, whether you find yourself with a broken, new, or in need of repair nonprofit, three main things will help you focus on your journey. Start with your why, share your values, and see the future. Hi, this is Dave Center for Bolding.com. Today on our podcast, we are talking about how to fix, reboot, or start a new nonprofit. Are you needing to rebuild your nonprofit? Has the pandemic and the new hybrid workforce created stress and worry? Are your donations down? Is the work overwhelming? Have you lost people? I hear the pain, worry, and struggle. When your nonprofit is broken or you're trying to rebuild, you need to restate the why and embrace your core values. If you're starting new, people need to hear why your nonprofit is so important. Help them see a positive future. You might need to answer the following questions. Why have I chosen to devote my time, talent, and energy to this cause? Why am I doing what I am doing? Why, am I, why are the activities that I'm doing so important? If you are starting or restarting your nonprofit, you have to know your big why and know how you can communicate it effectively. There has to be a clear, concise, and compelling why, and you have to make sure it is simple and memorable. We put families first. One nonprofit shifted their program to help women and children in need. They decided to focus on providing utility assistance, deposits, and housing. Thus, they named their programs Families First. They are committed to helping the families, especially single mothers, in their greatest time of need. What is your why? Why are you committed to serving? How will you do it with passion, purpose, and practicality? Here are some examples of nonprofits and their why. I want to create opportunities to have time, place, dialogue, to share Christ and improve the lives of others. We embrace people with the compassion of Christ. Charity Water says it this way, For people in developing countries, clean water can change everything. Another organization says, Our mission is changing lives. Whatever your why is, make sure that it's clear, concise, and compelling. Make sure it's simple and memorable. If you can take the time to do the work and make your why very uh, memorable, repeatable, something that's concise that others can share. It'll make a big difference so that it can be a rallying cry for your organization, whether it be for your staff, volunteers, people you serve themselves, or your board of directors. In the midst of change, how do we help people see the benefit of all the things that are going on to make things different? When there is massive change or even small change, we need to supply the why. How can we become efficient in our day-to-day work? that we free up time to the frontline workers to have two or four or more hours of a week to do the things that are most important to them. How do we get better at reporting and doing the things that need to be done? If we can become efficient, we can spend more time accomplishing the actual work of our nonprofit. People want to know why they're being asked to change. They want assurance that change is worth it. There's no better way to say change is worth it than telling them that change helps them do what is most important to them and do, more, do it more effectively. Don't be afraid to remind people often and supply the why. It's really important, especially during change, that people understand why the change is so important and how it will make their particular job even better. Listen to the frustration and fears of people in your organization. What pain words do they use? What values are they scared will be lost? One nonprofit that served homeless men talked about keeping it real. They were able to challenge their staff and the people they serve to be real. That is to say, to be real, to be excellent, be accountable, and be loved. Can you hear those words? Real, excellent, accountable, loved. 
be real. Another nonprofit I work with talked about grins, grit, and grace. They want to emphasize their horse farm help youth have fun, work hard, and experience God. What is your insider language? What do you hear in your programs or in your nonprofit? Find those shared values and champion the language people are speaking daily from their hearts. If your organization does not have that language, take time to form it and build it. Common language is a shortcut to the hearts of men and women you work with. Don't overthink it or rush it. Let the language percolate as you listen to others. And when you hear those frustrations and fears of people in your organization and you hear the pain, make sure that you encourage them that the values that they care about most are not being lost. Repeat the language that they like to hear. When you're trying to start or restart a nonprofit, you need to be able to see a better future. My wife and I made nine moves in six years. It was crazy. Each time we moved, we talked about the hard work, and we also talked about a day in the future that would be settled. We talked about a settled Saturday. That was the first Saturday after we moved in that, in a way that we could relax, have a home-made breakfast that was not rushed, and that we could watch a long movie. We wanted to think about a future where things were finally settled. When nonprofits are broken, it's up to leaders to not only talk about the why we are doing what we are doing, we must forecast a day the hard work and change will be done. What will be true once we go through the pain of change? When is that day? What will we feel like? Talk about it often. Verse in Colossians says it this way, We give thanks to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, the love which you have for all the saints, saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Did you hear that? For the hope laid up for you in heaven. We need to be thinking about a settled Saturday, that future event where things are going to be not changing or changing less. So did you hear those words? Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. These first century Christians were looking forward to heaven because they had the assurance of heaven. They loved deeply and relied on their faith in Christ to overcome difficult circumstances. We must be people that talk by faith about a future that is favorable and possible. I call it optimism. Some call it faith. I call it a calling that says, I must move forward. I must take the next step because I'm sure that the next step and the one after that will get me to the favorable future I long for. As a leader, you cannot talk enough about where you're going and why. Remind yourself and others how you will get there, what to expect when you arrive, and even the values that you will carry forth as you move. People want to know the journey is worth it. Their values won't be crossed. And not everyone will take this road less traveled. Some will. For those that do, we owe them the why, the how, and the when we get there. Find the words that can be repeated regularly and remembered. Make them noisy and loud words, words that people are going to remember, clear, concise, and compelling. When we think about starting or restarting a nonprofit, you have to be thinking about how do I communicate a why, my values, and a future that people can not only see, but they can touch and even taste. This is Dave Sen from Bolding.com, and I encourage you to start well, to restart even better, and whatever you do, embrace the people around you, reaffirm the values that they care about, and get there together.